Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, guys, we're here at the Trade Space in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and I'm here with Adam Geffert and Adam Jarrett. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about opportunity costs today because uh, one thing, you know, that's always a problem with tra- as traders, we... Uh, tie up our cap i know for my like for me like i tie i tend to tie up my capital sometimes and it's tied up in the wrong plays in a lesser in a lesser setup in a c setup or b setup b minus setup as opposed to an a setup or a plus setup and uh opportunities are popping up left and right but i'm stuck managing a position that's uh going against me or just not or sideways when when there's a a plus setup that shows up so like my capital's tied up and uh yeah w- I brought that up to like Adam over here, Adam G, and uh, he mentioned, yeah, you know, so that he goes through it too. We all go through it. And then Adam Jarrett was mentioning the other day, like you know, other versions of opportunity costs about like you know, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. And uh, yeah, we, we decided to do a podcast about it. So yeah, who wants to start first? All right, like I could mention um, some stuff regarding this topic because I, I didn't even think about this topic that deeply until you mentioned it or it just came up because. You know, we sit next to each other trading, but it's it's very you know an important topic that's I think is undervalued by a lot of people, um, because there's a saying that that I think Jesse Livermore said, "Don't be an involuntary long term holder," because when when, you, when you're trading, you um often people when they make a profit, they uh you know they get out of their position, but when they're underwater on the trade, they they become a long term holder, hold overnight, and it, it's just that can just be hazardous in so many ways. It's like, um, you know, for one thing, if, if you're not a swing trader, but you're holding overnight, you could end up losing. It could just keep going against you over and over again. So that's the cost. And also the cost is you could, um, not, you, you don't have that money for trading for the next day. So that's, that's another cost. Um, and then on top of that, you, you might even lose sleep because the, there's might be something not going on. And the position is going against you uh, every day, so th- those are just a few things of the of the cost that that not freeing up your capital. It, it's just there's just so many costs to it that, to me, the, the only the only time that you really should do it is if is if there's some catalyst that's going through that you want to hold through the catalyst, and even then you you need to think about um, how long you actually have to hold the position for. You know, maybe you could wait it out and then take a position later you know maybe because maybe it'll be at an even better price in the future so there's a lot of factors with with that um what's what's your take on it yeah adam Adam j uh anyone go for it well i think that when it comes to opportunity cost it's it's one of the biggest oh yeah yeah sorry i think uh with opportunity cost it's one of the biggest factors that you can almost let yourself slip into a toxic mindset if you don't make yourself available to the market. Because if you're doing something else or you have something else on your mind, 
you're taking yourself out of presence, out of flow in the market. So when you're sitting there at the chart and you're taking a position and you're thinking about all these elements and everything that goes into it, but you're thinking about like, oh, I gotta take my dog out, or I gotta eat, or I gotta do these things, or I'm gonna go to the beach. You're taking yourself out of flow, out of presence, and putting yourself out of the realm of opportunity and possibility to make money. Um, for instance, myself, I stayed up till like one in the morning last night working on some NFT stuff, looking at it, whatnot, and uh, woke up late, groggy this morning. I saw this position coming from a mile away, A and Y, and woke up. I saw it happen, everything like that, but I was super groggy. I wasn't in my element, and I was right about the play, right about everything about it, but I was wrong about my timing, and I capitulated. I got pissed off. I went home, and by the time I got home, <clears throat> up 30%. And that's opportunity cost because instead of just sitting there or going to bed early being ready, I made myself unavailable to the market by opting out of it. And that's for me, that's always been the biggest thing is for the opportunity cost is to make myself present. And that's the only thing I'm doing. That's the only thing on my mind being in flow in the market. That's yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for opportunity cost for me is just making yourself available at any time because I mean there's always gonna be plays. Always. Even if like the market seems dead one day, the next day you wake up and something's going three, four hundred percent. Like it in micro caps at least. It, it's just it's the way the market is. And so if you can make yourself available, then you can win. It, it, the other side of that is that if you don't make yourself available but you know that something's gonna happen, well not know, but the odds are in your favor that you're the play that you're gonna take is gonna be profitable, then and you miss out of that because you didn't make yourself available. Now you're slipping in, you can slip into a toxic mindset of, oh, I gotta make it back, or revenge trade, or all do these other things that you shouldn't be doing that are out of what a professional trader would be doing to consistently make money. Mm -hmm. So that that's always been one of the biggest things to me. I mean, I've had, I could go write a book about all the times that I chose to do other things instead of be available at any moment in the market, and I slip into that toxicity. I think that's always been one of the biggest things for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were you were mentioning. Let's see if I got the setting right. So you, you were mentioning about um, staying fresh and all that. So like I know for me, uh, about a month or two ago, I was learning. I wanted to learn crypto. I just wanted to to, to learn it, to put the time in, to learn it right, and apply my my trading skills for, for crypto, um, and just to get educated with it in general, so I I can do dollar cost averaging. If anything, so so I, I tried I tried it all in a short amount of time. I learned how to transfer all the money from the MetaMask to the Binance to the VPN and all that stuff and all the different uh, assets and all that. And uh, I found out it was taking a lot of time, like to trade it right. To trade it, you got it trades twenty four seven. I was shorting Doge, uh, small. You know, like the thing is so. Yeah, it's nothing like like stocks, you know, and it was taking too much time. So like on a Sunday, instead of resting, I would, my mind will be occupied. Like, what is Elon Musk going to come out and say something stupid and cause Doge to pop up? And do I need to reshort it? Do I need to leverage more? It, it was occupying too much real estate yeah. in my mind and I couldn't stay fresh for stocks. And that yeah, was causing exactly. me a lot of, yeah, opportunity costs with trading stocks. So I had to take a step back and say, OK, what's my strength? My strength is stocks. I know how to make money trading stocks. I'm in Puerto Rico for the whole tax incentive thing, so like, I don't need to worry about hiding my money in in, in uh, cold wallets and cold storage or whatever. So, <laughs> so like, what am I doing here? And so I was like, okay, I got the benefit, I got the positive benefit of knowing how to do this, knowing how it works, being aware of it, um, 
and now I, I manage just a dollar cost average, just like on simple stuff like on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and now uh, Solano, I think, right? Yeah, uh, Solana. Solana yeah. yeah, yeah. So like just simple stuff that doesn't cause me any stress. So it doesn't cost the opportunity for me to use my strength and my skills to make real money, which is from trading stocks, especially yeah. at four in the morning. And like for me, um, four in the morning is, is a real advantage that I have because I've, I've really um, worked on my, my setups for that time period. So I have to be awake at three. So like even now, like I have to, I have to say, okay, I can't stay up too late. I need at least four hours sleep or else it's going to cost me opportunity. I'm not going to think clearly at four in the morning. And if I'm not thinking clearly at four in the morning, I might step into a trade that's gonna, that's gonna, you know, work against me. And and now like I, exactly what happened to you in the morning, you know, like you're not thinking clearly. And that what was it A and Y? Yeah, A and Y blasted off yeah, as soon was, as you I left. Yeah, I saw testing so many times. It was usually I, this morning I did the inverse of what I would usually do. You know, I usually don't buy in anticipation of a breakout right at a uh, resistance level even if it was testing testing to and it tested like six times just over and over and now that, that was strong and all the the paints getting green everything like that or the tapes getting mm-hmm. green and everything like that and but it was inverse of what i usually do usually i wait for a drop down to support a big red candle and then i'll size into it but this one i was i was totally out of my element and you said you worked on four hours of sleep i dude i wish i could work on four hours of sleep i had to get at least seven or whatever i gotta get maybe i gotta work that out but four hours of sleep that'd be awesome but me i was out of my element because i mean i'm usually in bed by 9 30 or 10 every single night because i want to get here be on time be fresh everything like that make myself available to the market but last night i was just consumed by something else and I wasn't available this morning. I capitalized. I saw it get hit. And I even told myself right before, I was like, you know what? I'm going to swing some of this. And I've been saying, I told you guys about AMY last week and SPRT and all these plays. But some of them I didn't make myself. ANY, just for the record. Yeah, ANY. Yeah, exactly. Any, yeah. Yeah, any. And I didn't capitalize on that play. And it went from 650 this morning up to $12. And I mean, that's almost 100%. And I didn't capitalize on it. I saw it come from a mile away because I didn't make myself available because I was doing other things. Uh-huh. It yeah. definitely took off only like five se- five minutes after you left. Bro, I know. Yeah, I yeah. So, and I said, dude. So uh, just to, home, to recap. I my computer down and I was walking down the street back home and I get home and I'm like. Yeah, so to recap that, like uh, Alan, uh, Adam explained the details of the trade. But from my, from my view, so he, he has his desk right next to me. And he's like, man, you know, today I'm, I'm out of it. I'm out of my element. I'm kind of tired and stuff because you've been working on some other project and um, that we'll talk about later. And um, yeah, like, he's like, I, he's like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to I got to go. You know, I need some rest. I need a, I need a, I, I'm, I'm done for the day. And, then he, you know, the elevator wasn't working. So you got to walk downstairs. It's probably like two or three minute walk mm-hmm. down the stairs. And then A&Y is, <laughs> and that doubles, the like, too. goes on a rocket launch, circles around Mars and Saturn. Right through all that, dude. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like, um, you know, I, I know this one guy on Twitter. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a trader. He makes several million dollars a year. And I spoke with him once in a while. And he, he, does, he never holds any position overnight. And so that, that's, a, that's like a prime. He's, he's a big short seller, you know, like, like we are. But, um, but the... What I learned, I was kind of surprised when he told me that. Like, this is a really good trader, and he never holds overnight. And he said it's partially because he, you know, wants a good night's sleep, like we, like I just mentioned before. But also, um, when I thought about it, it's because there's no, um, you know, uncertainty. Like, the stock doesn't 
pop up the next day. And it's like that uh, that saying by Aesop, and Warren Buffett mentioned this saying as well, is that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So if you're just going to take a profit one one day, that might be better than trying to go for more tomorrow because you may not get the profit tomorrow or you might even lose money on the trade if you hold it overnight. And um, and I just realized that, yeah, I'm holding way too many positions overnight. It's um, because there's just so many uncertainties there. Like, especially if the position went against me and then I hold it hoping it'll go my way, um, you know, something might be happening with the stock that I have no idea that's happening where it just keeps going up and up and up and that's happened to me a few times, right? And I had huge losses. And, um, and another thing too is you can always reshort it the next morning. Like somebody, you know, if you, if you want to hold it for multiple days, you know, or like there's a catalyst, often you, you don't need to hold it through the catalyst. You can, off, you can often cover the position and then, you know, if you're shorting, reshort it right the next day or when the catalyst happens. So, you know, with that said, um, you know, I think the, 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 the way, the time you want to hold a stock overnight is if you, if you know a catalyst is coming and you want to cap, capitalize on that, or if, if the catalyst is, is going through a few days, then you want to hold all the way through it. But if there's no clear catalyst, I think holding because you're hoping the stock could go your way the next day is, you know, it's not a good strategy. It's not a strategy at all. Yeah. You made some very good points, absolutely. Yeah, and, and what's kind of interesting, this is something I'm sort of exploring, but it's like, like I said, a lot of people, when the, when the short-term trade doesn't go their way and they're underwater on it, so they'll hold longer, hoping that eventually they'll be right. But maybe the other way is what you should be thinking. More like if this stock's going your way, then you want to keep holding because maybe it'll continue going away the next day. But, you know, then again, you could also make the argument that um, you want to just take profits because the stock might turn around the next day. So that's, it's, you know, it's still a situational dependent situation. Um, yeah. You want to say something? Sure. I yeah. think that you made some great points. I think that everybody has to work out their own formula for that as in like you're in profit you know piece out of it whether it's a half or a quarter or whatever to dime out of it piece out of it because you know you don't want to just retrace and waste that's another opportunity cost what if it retraces to where you were but you stop loss or you got to cut it and you had a profit you just wasted all that time instead of having your capital capitalizing on that bagging that profit you were in that play and now there's other ones going on and you lost that money because you didn't take profits out of it yeah. and I think that happens to to roll off your point is that that happens so many times, especially when you have more capital, you, it's like, okay, well, I can play so many different plays or blah, 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 blah. I can try these different strategies. But I think if you can get your patterns down and focus on the best plays, that's where you're really going to make the money because you can be in this play and you're like, oh, well, it has this kind of range, blah, blah, blah. But then there's one over here going, you know, 50, 60, 100% the day. And it's like, you had so much range in there where you could have made money, but you're focusing on something like so microscopic and it's a waste of time. It's a, it's a waste of your mental effort because then you're like, shit, I saw that happening. And then, but I was in this play. Oh, well, then you can slip into that toxic mindset of, oh, well, I got to make it back or I gotta, I'm got i going to step back from the computer. You're making yourself unavailable to the market because you're trying to do too many things. You have to just be present and be in yeah, flow. You get, you get chopped and have it down mentally. You yeah, exactly. Mental energy, mental, mental capital. <laughs> exactly. Your mental exactly. capital gets tied up. Your real capital gets tied yeah. up. So yeah, your your mental capital gets tied up, your real capital gets tied up, and like a play that's like a lot of times, these other plays they just go sideways for me, 
and I'm managing my way out of it or managing my way for trying to, you know, damage control. And it's just costing me so much mental energy, so much capital to being tied up. And, you know, other plays are popping up. And the thing is, when you're a, when you're a profitable trader, it really is opportunity cost because you, you're, you're profitable. You have your setups. You know how to make money with these setups. So you, it's, it's real. You're losing money, technically. If you were a business, a business would be losing, would be losing money because yeah. the doors would be closed and customers can't get in. You know, so... But, yeah, going back to the whole uh, two birds... What is it? Bird in the hands or two in the bush. Um, who said that? Aesop's? Was that Aesop? Aesop, yeah. Aesop's fables, right? Like, yeah. like 10,000 years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, so <laughs> human, human behavior never... never it's, always, it's the same. Human nature... Jesse Livermore said, uh, the market's changed, but human nature never changes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember Mark Cuban, when he sold uh, whatever he sold back in the day in the, in the internet boom. Broadcast.com. Yeah. Uh, people were saying, oh, he could have made more. He could have made, but he was smart. He took his few billion at the moment instead of giving it a chance. Who knows? I mean, he could have, yeah, it was in hindsight, uh, hindsight is 2020. He could have made more. But uh, if you have an opportunity to get a, a few billion dollars, you got to take it. You know what I mean? So, and also, you know, so it's like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. But, and, and on top of that, you got to stick to your strengths. So if you, like for me, um, a lot of times, at the end of the at the end of the trading day, I'm in a trade. Let's say it's going sideways, or I'm I'm down on it. I gotta weigh the fact. Okay, is this gonna if I if I hold this overnight? I applied this recently. If I hold this overnight, is it gonna affect uh, my opportunities in the pre market the next day? Like in the pre market, I know I have a, a I have a pretty solid strategy at a good percentage rate, a good return rate. Is, is so is this? If I were to just cut this right now, would it would my odds be higher like to make more in the pre-market? And most of the time, the answer is absolutely yes. And in the past, I would tie up my capital and try to manage both at the same time. I'll be greedy. I'll be like, okay, I can swing this one for a profit and then uh, get out of it and get in another play. But that's not the way it works, you know. So you have to. It's, it's a lot of times it's. I think uh, you were telling me, Adam. So some brokers, when you hold it overnight, even if you get a profit the next day it, the the cash hasn't settled yet so yeah. the buying power that you don't have a hundred percent buying power so even if you get a profit you still don't have all your buying power to attack the plays uh let's say an a plus setup shows up your capital is still kind of tied up yep. yeah so and i think that what he said about not holding plays overnight i mean everybody has to work it out for themselves and what works um it works i think more in otcs because it cuts up at four you know, yeah. it's a 9.30. But when you have pre-market and you have post-market, you have to, there's so many things you have to consider. And like you said, I don't hold many plays overnight because, you know, you can close your play out and then what? It waits up in the morning, it spikes or it dumps off, you miss out on some percentages. You can't hit every play. You can't capitalize on everything. So you wake up with a fresh mind instead of having to consider this, this, and this. And so you can make yourself more available for those trades. And even if you miss out on a Percentage, it doesn't matter. Even if you miss out play, yeah. you lose money, it doesn't matter. As long as you don't blow up, you keep your seat at the table, you're good. You can make yourself available and make money in the market. Be consistent. I think you, you yeah. gotta give yourself the best odds. Yeah, and it's um it's something else about um yeah, like if if the, you think a trend's going your way and you're pretty confident in it, then you, you might want to hold overnight. But it's just there is a lot of cost to it. Like um I was saying that that other great trader was saying that he uh you know, once you get a good night's sleep. But not only that, it's also enjoying the day. Like if a position is going against you, 
you know, day after day, you just feel terrible the whole day. Like your, you know, day is, the quality of your day is lessened. Because I, I remember um, just recently holding a position into the weekend, like a pretty big position. And I was talking to a guy, like, we were talking about trading, and I was telling him, yeah, he should get into trading. It's a good, good profession. And then I was just talking about, yeah, well, I, I probably would enjoy this party more if I didn't have such a big position in this stock. And, and it's true. That's like, you know, that's a factor you have to consider. That's another cost that, that you're giving up by holding a position overnight. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, to, we're going to close out soon now. So, um yeah, I know. Like when I go on, I'm I'm gonna go on like a, a vacation little trip, right? I want to make sure my I have no positions. Yeah, I can't. I'm gonna go see the Haitian Citadel, like of French history. Beautiful, once in a lifetime opportunity kind of thing, on my bucket list. And if I have, if I'm swinging a huge position now, that's opportunity cost of me uh, to enjoy the this life once in a lifetime trip. Yeah, exactly. How am I gonna? Imagine, yeah. Yeah, of course. So that's opportunity too. So the opportunity, like your life experiences, you know. So because we only live for so long, you know what I'm saying. When you're 80 years old, you look back and like, oh, I was tied up in this trade, and I in the middle, you know, enjoying a beautiful scenery, and I wasn't even thinking about it. You know, it's like it's the freedom of trading. You don't have freedom if you're like always worrying about it all the time. You know, it's not. Yeah, that's what I love about pennies. It's so different than cryptocurrencies. Like you, like you talked about having the. You know, think about it at the middle of the night or wake up because your alarm got triggered because it was up when you were going when you went to sleep, but it was now thirty percent when the alarm. Yeah, went and never ends like the market. Right? Yeah, yeah, never. Yeah. You don't get a break. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I love pennies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the market. Um, stock market. Yeah, you know. That, and yeah, I love the the stock market for that too. So after experimenting with the trading crypto, it was like okay, so. The market opens a certain amount of hours. You have the weekend off. It's like, man, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me dollar cost average. But for everybody, it has a different strength. It, some people, if they're able to manage and figure out a strategy that works for them, good, you know, go for it. You know, even if you're under PDT, I remember like you have to swing trade, so you have to you have to manage positions overnight. But you know, you figure out a way that works with your strengths and your psychological. You know, so. That's why I think, like, you know, journaling, too, is important. you got to journal all your psychological, what you're thinking, how you're feeling. And then you kind of, like, uh, figure out a way t- to trade. You figure out the way you- to trade that works for you, you know. So there's a lot of ways to do it. But, yeah, it's, it's just uh, all types of opportunity costs from from the life experiences. If you're tied up in a massive position and you're, you're, you're uh, you know, in, in a once in a life, let's say you're at Paris at the Eiffel Tower and, and you're stuck in a massive position. And it's going, <laughs> it's going, let's say on a Sunday, and they come out with bad news. Like today, there was a stock the phase two failed, and it went from twenty eight dollars to four dollars. <laughs> Imagine you're a Eiffel Tower trying to enjoy with your with your girlfriend. Your girlfriend doesn't know anything about it, and like, you know, <laughs> you can't enjoy that. So sometimes it's best to close them out uh, at the end of the day if if you're not if that's not part of your strategy and just. Revisit it when you know every morning fresh, like a, you know, like a, so you can enjoy life and balance things out. So there's a lot of ways to do it, and then also being well rested, uh, ready to attack the market because you don't want to miss future opportunity. Um, not tying up your capital. Um, if you tie up your capital and the next day, even if you win, if you have a profit, you could still your capital is still tied up. So yeah, we covered a lot over here. Anyone? Any? Any other last thoughts? Over no. Here? I mean, we could talk forever. But... Yeah, we could talk forever about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not taking naps, I guess. Don't take naps. Uh, oh man. 
In the, you did that once too, right? Oh yeah, the other morning. We were everyone. Yeah, close it out with that. Everyone yeah. of a shorted C pop, and it was another day. I, oh, I, yeah, see, I got a. I hope I didn't hit that button. So I, that C, everything's good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, C pop that morning. We all shorted C pop, and yeah. I was just a little groggy. I didn't usually. I make a cup of coffee at my house before I get here. I get here, get another cup of coffee, get it going, get my energy up and everything. But I was behind that morning as well, and I was like. I'm just gonna get like five minutes to sleep. And I got like the same entry that you guys did. And I come over here, lay down on the couch, eight minutes, you guys are banking them in profit because I cut mine out, I went to sleep. And instead yeah. of making myself available at the, in the market, I made excuses. I'm tired, so what? Fucking slap myself and wake myself up. Like I gotta be there, I gotta be present, or accept what happened. And I had to accept it ultimately because I didn't yeah. make myself available. But I mean, that was well, such a great rule. opportunity. But well, then now you learn from that, you make a rule. No it's more. a lesson, yeah. yeah. It, you, you, you take losses, you take lessons. Yeah, yeah. you learn something. Yep. Yeah, and to close with that, C pop was a was a was Chinese um, Chinese street dancing for the Olympics in Paris coming up. I think that right. You yeah, know, and, and it, it, it yeah. went from like a like three bucks to six dollars or something. It was, yeah. and then the, you know, of course, it's gonna get dumped because all the Chinese are th- dumping it away. Uh, yeah, you can't sleep with that one. <laughs> don't take a nap for that. Yeah. Don't take a nap. Don't take. Actually, the rule is don't take a nap. Uh, in the pre-market when Chinese stocks are flying, you want to short the Chinese or ones power or power hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's another one. Uh, yeah. I slept through three o'clock power hour, got squeezed, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I laugh. No, I like, um, as traders, we got to be strong and accept the, what happens and we come back the next day and we fight. Like I saw, um, Tom Brady last year or whatever. He threw two to uh interceptions comes back wins the game you know like still has a good game so it's like that's like trading you know what i mean sometimes sometimes yeah it's like a sport sometimes you throw two pictures you got to get your head in the game and and uh, come back and be resilient and that's something we're always working on i i used to not be as good as that i'll need like a couple days off to get it together now it's like okay next play next play ready let's go next play so yeah we're closing that thanks for listening we're gonna do some more of these every time a topic comes up it's it's good for us and put it out there and see who it helps out that concludes today's episode make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use the friendly bear podcast is hosted by me david where you can find me on twitter at reverse underscore long you can find the friendly bear podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com as well as on apple podcasts spotify audible Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.